good stuff. But that is not what we're talking about today Ooh. Mm-hmm. in Rapture Radio. What are we talking about today? We're talking specifically about the future. Uh-oh. Romans chapter 11 begins by asking this question. Verse 1. I ask then, has God rejected his people? See, you want to ask that question. Jesus is predicting that within their generation, the temple will be destroyed. Okay. Not one stone left on top of another stone. Matthew 24. So has God rejected his people? That's tough because the Old Testament says he will not reject his people. First Samuel 12, 22. Right. For the Lord will not forsake his people for his great namesake, because it has pleased the Lord to make you a people for himself. So has the Lord rejected his people? Paul says, by no means. Romans 11, verse 1. Mm-hmm. For I myself am an Israelite, a descendant of Abraham, a member of the tribe of Benjamin. He hasn't rejected all of us because he hasn't rejected me. Because I'm here. <laughs> Wait, there's <laughs> at least me. And then he goes on in verse 2. He says, God has not rejected his people whom he foreknew, mm-hmm. which I think he is a throwback to his um, discussion on Jacob and Esau. Okay. Jacob okay. have I loved. Esau have I hated. Okay. Both were born of Abraham. Okay. Both okay. were biologically descended from Abraham, both receiving the promises of the covenant, mm-hmm. both being blessed by God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, one was elect and one was not elect. Got it. Right. Verse 2b. Do you not know what the scripture says of Elijah, how he appeals to God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets. They have demolished your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. But what is God's reply to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So, too, at the present time, this is the first century when Paul's writing, there is a remnant chosen by grace. Mm-hmm. So the question, has God forsaken his people? No. He never promised to save every individual that was um, born from Abraham. Right. He promised to save those who are of the seed of Abraham who believe. Mm-hmm. Those whom he chose by grace. Mm-hmm. The example he gave earlier was between Jacob and Esau, both born of Abraham. Right. Right. Jacob I loved, Esau I hated. That's right. But he says God has not rejected his people. He has saved every single one of the remnant, those whom he promised he would save. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then he goes on in verse six. But if it is by grace, it is no longer on the basis of works. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. Amen. What then? Israel failed to obtain what it was seeking. Now, what was Israel trying to seek? If you've uh, followed the book of Romans up to this point, you recognize that they were trying to obtain a righteousness which was their own. And they were doing so through the works of the law. Mm-hmm. But you cannot obtain a righteousness of your own through works of the law because of the weakness of the flesh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? The elect obtained it. Why? Because it was given to them by grace, through Mm -hmm. faith. Not in the works of the law, but by the righteousness of Christ, Christ, which is received by faith. Right. But the rest were hardened. Right. So now we have two groups within Israel. Elect Israel, hardened Israel. True Israel and Israel. You see that category there? Yep, yep. And Harden is throwing back to Christian, um, Christian. Uh, my painter just texted me, sorry, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the word hardened, and this is, uh, you know, no, nothing meant here, but it was not going back to Christian, my painter, but was going back to Pharaoh, okay, <laughs> who, who was hardened. Right. Who was right. hardened. Right. They are being brought up like Pharaoh. As vessels of wrath, right, fit for destruction, so the God to demonstrate, demonstrate his, his wrath. Power, yep. Exactly right. 
Okay, so there's these two groups. Verse eight, as it is written, God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that would not see and ears that would not hear down to this very day. It's how God's always done. He's hardened the unelect Israelites. Right. Verse nine. And this is they still have the they're still in the covenant. They still are circumcised. They still have the blessings of the covenant, which are listed in Romans chapter um, nine, verses four and five. Okay. Does anybody have that? Did you look that up for us? Yeah. It says, um, that they are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from their race, according to the flesh, is the Christ, who is God over all, blessed forever. Amen. You see, that's the covenantal blessings. Who is that for? That's for all of Israel, not the Israel. just the elect. Yeah. That's right. But those blessings become... Curses for those who do not have faith. He gives them their law. That's a blessing, but not if you try to use that law to obtain salvation. Right. Then it becomes your curse. That's right. That's a good. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, They have the Messiah come to them. What a blessing! Unless you reject him, right? Then you are a vessel fit for wrath. Right. That's right. And you have been hardened. Verse nine of Romans eleven, and David says, "Let their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and a retribution for them." And otherwise, they've got a big fat spread on the table, a big old table of blessings, but let it become a trap for them. Mm. And it was a trap for them. They said, "Are we not the children of Abraham? Are we not blessed? Do we not have the covenants and the word of God?" Right. Yes, you do. So we're saved. No, you're not. It's a trap. <laughs> it was a trap. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It was a stumbling block. Verse ten: Let their eyes be darkened so that they cannot see, and bend their backs forever, which yep. probably means enslave them forever. But blind their eyes so that they, seeing, they do not perceive, and hearing, they do not understand. Which is verses that Jesus quoted to the unbelieving Jews time and time again. Right. Verse eleven. So I ask, and I hope everyone's following along here because we're getting somewhere good. <laughs> Verse 11. Let's go. So I ask, did they stumble? Who's they? Who's the they? National Israel. The Israelites. All the Jews. All Generally the, speaking, yeah. the Jews. Mm-hmm. Did they stumble over the stumbling block of Christ in order that they, the Jews, might fall? That's an interesting question. What was the purpose of them stumbling over the stumbling stone? Of Jesus. Yeah, the purpose of them being offended by the gospel. Well, you know what I mean? He says, is the purpose that, that they might fall, verse. totally fall away? Right. No, that's not the purpose of that generation and the large degree of Israelites stumbling over the stumbling stone. Rejecting was not, Jesus. Yep. Yeah, it was not so that they might be totally rejected forever. Mm-hmm. By no means. Rather, through their trespass, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Right. That's right. So the purpose of their apostasy. Mm-hmm was that the Gentiles could be saved. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, the kingdom will be taken from you and given to a nation that bears its fruit. Right. Now, we know from other passages, and from this specifically, that the Gentiles would be grafted in as wild olive branches into the olive tree of Israel, into the promises of the patriarchs, into the covenant. Right. And some of the Jews would be broken off. Mm-hmm. They were broken off in order that the Gentiles might be infused and grafted in. Right. Wow. But then what is the purpose of the salvation of the Gentiles? He says it right here in verse 11. So as to make Israel jealous, it comes back around. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You see that? The purpose of Israel's fall is that the Gentiles might be saved. And the purpose of the Gentiles being saved is that Israel might be jealous. Mm -hmm. Verse 12. Now, if their trespass means riches for the world, Mm -hmm. notice 
the trespass of national Israel, if that means the riches for the world, blessings, covenantal promises, abundance for the world, the cosmos, all the nations, and if their failure means riches for the Gentiles, which means literally nations, the ethnos, how much more will their full inclusion mean? Mm. Yes. So we see predicted, since this is Rapture Radio, mm-hmm. the future of the world will see riches for the Gentile nations, blessings, covenantal promises for the Gentile nations to such a degree that it would provoke jealousy in the nation of Israel, mm. and that would then lead to them being fully included back into the tree. I got it. I see it. That's the future of the world. I see it. The future of the world is not bleak. Mm-hmm. The future of the world is bright. Bright. <laughs> inclusion. Riches. Riches for the world. Right. Right. How much more? So if it was so there's great. there's a trial to endure along the way. But well, the culmination they, of all things is inclusion. Well, yeah, but look what he says. He says, they, of course, fell away. And that means riches for the Gentile nations. Wow, and aren't we experiencing that? Mm-hmm. But then when they come back in, how much more? Mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. how much more? Mm-hmm. It's only going to get better. Verse 13. Now, I am speaking to you Gentiles, the Romans, mm-hmm. inasmuch then as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. In order somehow to make my fellow Jews jealous and thus save some of them. (laughs) I think what he's saying is, yeah, I think what he's saying is, hey, I'm going to the Gentiles, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's not that I'm against the Jews, because when you go to the Gentiles, that's good for the Jews. Right. The principle stands. It makes them jealous when they see all the blessings and the riches and the promises of the kingdom and the promises of Abraham being preached to the Romans. Mm. They're very slave masters. Mm -hmm. Wow. That makes them angry, in fact. Right. Right. Verse 15. For if their rejection, Jewish nation's rejection, means the reconciliation of the world, the cosmos, all the Gentile nations, Mm -hmm. what will their acceptance mean? Wow. That's going to be something else. Life from the dead, in fact. Wow. Now, what does he mean there? We're not exactly sure. Does he mean the end of human history and the resurrection? That's where my head went immediately. It seems, and most people believe that. Or yeah. is this an expression for great, great, great salvation? Mm. Because he does use life from the dead as a, a term for salvation all the time. Yeah. You know? So, but either way, it's all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Verse 16. If the dough offered as first fruits is holy, so is the whole lump. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. Here's just a principle, and and I'm not entirely sure who is what here, but the principle is that if the first fruits is consecrated to the Lord, right, this uh, small remnant right now Mm. is consecrated to the Lord, so too will the whole entirety of them be when they come in. Oh, my assumption was the root was he was talking about Israel. He was talking about about Israel. Yeah, I think so. The patriarchs, all the, but the remnant, I'm saying the elect of Israel in the past, they they were consecrated for the Lord, and so too will the whole nation be when it comes in in the full harvest. Oh, okay, I got it. I I think, I think. It's a little obscure there, though. Yeah. But this one's not obscure in verse 17. Okay. But if some of the branches were broken off, now, of course, some of them were, not all of them. Right. Thousands and thousands became Christians in the first century. Mm-hmm. But if some of them are broken off and you, although a wild olive shoot, were grafted in, Gentiles are wild. Mm-hmm. I'm a wild olive shoot. You're a wild olive shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you were grafted That's in. A new nickname. 
What's up, olive shoot? Yeah, and, and this is referring to the Gentile nations, and specifically the Roman Christians here. If they were grafted in among the others, among the remnant of the Old Testament saints, right. see, we're, that's our ancestry. Mm-hmm. Those promises are ours. There's a continuity there. Mm-hmm. Right? And now share in the nourishing of the olive tree. What is that? That's those promises we read earlier. Now we have the scriptures. We have the promises. Mm-hmm. All the promises find their yes and their amen in Jesus Christ. Right. We are grafted in. That's, that is our ancestry. That's our family. Right. The history of, my history is not the history of the Anglo-Saxons or the Romans or the Greeks. My history is the history of the Jews. Mm. The Old Testament is my family history. Mm. Mm. And those promises, they're for me now. Wow. Those are for me. That's cool. Man, that's and, and cool. when God told Abraham, I will be your God and I'll be a God to your children after you, mm. that's for me. That's for me. Amen. Amen. Verse 18. Now, do not be arrogant toward the branches. He had to tell this to the Roman Christians. He probably could already sense in the Roman church a little of the arrogance that we would see coming in the next few hundred years okay, yeah. as they boasted. I mean, you're the most powerful city in the world. Mm-hmm. We're the new Jerusalem. You know, we're Rome. Mm-hmm. And he could see some of that. Don't be arrogant now. If you are, remember, it is not you who support the root, but the root that supports you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Then you will say, branches are broken off so that we might be grafted in. Hey! But you could easily just that's, be <laughs> <broken> <laughs> <off>. <laughs> that's right. Verse 20. That's true. They were broken off because of their unbelief. And you stand fast through faith. Yeah. Which means there's nothing you should brag about. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So do not become proud. But this is interesting. But fear. Now, why would these Christians need a fear? They've been grafted in. To Old Testament promises. Once Why would saved, they need a fear? Once saved, always saved. Right? Yes, well, yes, yes. But who? Who? The elect, right? right. right. Verse yeah. 21. For if God did not spare the natural branches, that's the Jews he broke off, okay. neither will he spare you, the Gentile Christians that he put in, mm-hmm. that he grafted in. Note that the severity and the uh, kindness of God, severity toward those who have fallen, apostates, in the Old Testament mm-hmm. and in the first century, but kindness to you, provided you continue in his kindness, persevere to the end in faith. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you too will be cut off. The way God tends the olive tree in the Old Testament is the same way he tends it in the New Testament. The dynamics or the, or the makeup of the covenant is the same in the Old as in the New. There's true Israel and there's Israel. Mm-hmm. And there's true Christians and there's Christians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I was being secretly recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Not secretly, just subtly. Subversively. <laughs> Verse 23, and even they, if they do not continue in their unbelief, will be grafted in. Now, in this something, if the Jewish nation doesn't continue in unbelief, but believes. Wow. Hmm. Well, how could that be? Well, he says it. For God has the power to graft them in again. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, he does. Mm-hmm. Would this extend to somebody who is apostatized as well? If they well, I leave think, um, for a short time and then find their way back, but then you go back to they were elect all along? Yes. If, if someone repents and returns, it's because they were elect all along. I mean, think of Peter. He stumbled. He denied the Christ, but he stayed. Yeah. Because Jesus prayed for him. Mm-hmm. He did virtually the same thing that Judas did, but Judas didn't stay. Right. Judas was hardened. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, it says in the book of Hebrews, and I'm going to go from, go from memory here, that those who trample underfoot the Son of God, apostates, um, it is impossible for them to repent. 
And what I think that means is those who have renounced Jesus and gone away, unless by some divine act of God's miraculous power, you should focus your evangelistic efforts elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's sort of the gist there in the book of Hebrews. Mm-hmm. Or we see the, the speech about Esau, who, who quote-unquote, wanted to repent, but it was not granted to him. Mm-hmm. He was not allowed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, so be afraid. Mm-hmm. So tremble. Mm-hmm. For our God is a consuming fire, mm-hmm. which is a verse quoted in Hebrews chapter 12, uh, talking about this very same subject. People being grafted into the covenantal promises of Israel, being in the church, and being broken off for a lack of faith and a lack of persevering. Got it. That's serious stuff. Yeah. But as far as Rapture Radio is concerned, the future is bright. Amen. The nations are going to be so rich and blessed by the covenant of God, Mm. streaming into the, to the, uh, to the new Jerusalem, that Israel is going to get jealous. (laughs) <laughs> and they're going to come in, too, by the power of God. He will graft them back in by grace through faith. Amen. And that's going to mean life from the dead. Life that's from going the to mean death. even salvation more. Salvation upon salvation. That's cool, The future man. is bright. Amen. 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 Thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of Rapture Radio. You can find all of our resources at wearechristchurch.com, or you can find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Please continue to listen, support, let us know what you think, and ask questions along the way if you have any feedback to offer. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you all next time.